Welcome to another episode of Somewhat Damaged. I'm your host, Greg Alperin, and with me as always, John B. Today we welcome guests Randy Valerio and Rachel Park while we sit back and enjoy some cocktails and steak sandwiches at the beautiful Smokehouse Restaurant in downtown Burbank, California. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Cheers. <laughs> but now we're recording. <laughs> oh, we're recording. Now we're eating. No, no, we wanted a little nosh first. This, oh, this place, is fun. This. this place is so good. Like, Greg and I, you, Greg, you've been talking about this place literally for almost a year since I came out to L.A. Well, way more than a year. Has it been over a year? Well, I've been talking about it to myself for way more than a year. <laughs> <laughs> no one was listening. I mean, if you uh, just a little. I really have an audience. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're here at the Smokehouse uh, here in Burbank. Burbank. Um, and, dude, we just had the steak sandwich, which you've been talking about for over a year to me. Over and a year. Holy fuck, that was good. It's on cheesy bread. Yeah, it it's literally is. Bread. The cheesy bread is like, everyone who I've been here with is trying to figure out what that cheese sauce is. And I think it's just the the packet out of a Kraft mac and cheese. It could be. It's salty as fuck, right. dude. It's real salty. Or it's like the nacho cheese that they the use. Oh, yeah, like Doritos. They crushed up some Doritos and put it on the bread. There's been a guy in the back since 1946 just with crushed up bags of Doritos. <laughs> Chester Cheeto's back there snorting lines of it. <laughs> Chester Cheeto. What a I great would, reference. I Thank you. I would. They're bringing back the Noid. Have you seen they that? Do, they brought back the, the Domino's Noid. Noid Domino's Noid. Back. I mean, we're live here. Cheers, uh, salute. Cheers. Have a have where are we? Greg's noshing on his brulee <laughs> as we're here and in the back coffee. room uh, here of the back uh, over at the smokehouse. And uh, we bum rushed them too. <laughs> really? We said, hey, by the way, we're going to take the podcast. Honestly, we <laughs> And they the bought back. it. <laughs> no problem. Clearly, they haven't heard any of you guys. Oh, my God. This this early bird dinner over here is just hating us right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, they, they feel appropriate to the, to the decor, though. It really is. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's an elderly contingent that comes to this place. There is. It's an older, it's an older restaurant. It's, it's fantastic. A, the first Good thing food. I noticed. Wheelchair ramp. Yes. Second, oh, yeah. Second thing I noticed, new chairs, probably about two years old, which means somebody's been pissing on these chairs. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact, though, that these tables are just, like, your spare tables. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a family picnic table. <laughs> yeah. You know the, the aluminum ones? We had the aluminum legs that would pinch your fingers when you yeah, close yeah. them up, the old school. Make sure they lock. You know? Yeah. You get black and blue as hell over Yeah, because you had to, like, see, like, Push in that little that little clip, and you just you catch your hand on it. So you Every do it with the palm of your hand. Every time. So nothing will get caught. You know what I'm saying? I remember those the, 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 best, the best time to come here is is like happy hour time when the bar is nice and crowded. Just to see the people at the bar. It is the wildest cross section of like the valley. <laughs> oh, they're wild out there, yeah. It's, you'll have like a hundred year old dude next to a comedian walking across the street from the um, the studio. From the studio line, yeah. well, well, that's the thing. It's like, there's, there's, it's amazing because LA, because you get this, I mean, literally, it smells geriatric in here. What? <laughs> if it, uh, yeah. well, it smells better than outside. There's all the homeless problems going on. It does smell like the dining room of a nursing home. However, <laughs> it's still, but, the, but what overpowers it is the delicious smell of the here, which mm. is fantastic, but there's so much history uh, behind this. But yes, it's amazing. You see the WB Theater like right across the lot over here. All right, you got a valet section, a valet. Did you guys pay to valet your car? Yeah. Oh, uh, we parked. We fucking parked, dude. I don't. Park. I, I, I have a thing like, <laughs> like especially in LA, it's like I'm gonna pay 20 bucks when I know there's parking somewhere in the valley. <laughs> you know, it's like in New York City, you're, you're fucked. Yeah, you're, just, you're gonna have to parallel park in some shit. I little, but I, I keep, I, I keep my, uh, I keep my scooter in the back of the car. So if I know I'm gonna like, like you have a scooter in the, in LA. No, in New York City. Oh, okay. I was like, but in New York City, you fucking fly here with a scooter? <laughs> <laughs> it's a razor, okay? Excuse me, nicely. how Asian are you? Excuse <laughs> me. I did fly out this scooter to Idaho last time we saw each other. That's right. Uh, That's right. <laughs> That's is it right. a razor? No, it's an electric one. I've got some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like a teenager with his little orange razor scooter. Uh, yeah, he's got streamers on it. <laughs> a kickstand, like a real, like a real a jerk ten, off. Tennis ball in the spokes. No, I put a baseball card over there. <laughs> and a paper, and a wooden paper clip. <laughs> <laughs> I go like really fast when I go down hills, though. It's really good. I'm giving John shit. I'm older than him. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I always forget that. Greg. And it bothers me. You know what's funny? is like Greg usually starts this off, but he's been enjoying your creme brulee. Yes, that was... 
intense. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Chase loves doing that eating on the podcast. <laughs> it's usually pretty bad, like radio etiquette. But on a podcast, I got fucking. Let, <laughs> let me have creme brulee to start because I mean it makes all the clinking noises. It's, so it's got the short glass. You literally have the Just most. A lot of this. <laughs> you eating Doritos would be the only top yeah. thing to be more annoying. Whatever. Yeah, you eat a fucking Nature Valley bar. Everywhere. everywhere. Like lollipop fingers. <laughs> It's got a louder food for Greg. <laughs> can, can you do spin? Can you do salad service table side? <laughs> and then a Peking duck while we're at it. What do you got that's loud? Do you have any Captain Crunch back there? <laughs> What's your cereal cabinet look like? I'll take all the crunchy ones. Frosted flakes. No milk whatsoever. Yeah, no milk. Oh my God. Gotta have your milk. Did you guys drink the milk out of the cereal when you were done? No. Uh, I never. Uh, I never I ate bet John cereal. did. Uh, yeah. I still do. <laughs> yeah, he was the kind of the milk drinking kind. Are you I've never eaten cereal in my life. What? What? Never. Why would you never. deprive yourself like that? I just, I don't, first of all, I don't like milk. So start, There's almond start milk, there. soy milk, oh, But that's so milk. milk, he doesn't like the consistency I, of milk. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> like milk. Milk is the consistency what of water. What if it was water? breast milk? As a beverage, I do <laughs> not <laughs> drink milk. As a baby, he said, I, he said no to breastfeeding. <laughs> yeah. He went right to solid food, I no teeth. <laughs> I went right into steaks. <laughs> steaks and mashed potatoes. Get that titty away from me, mom. <laughs> you literally had a dish called burned cream. I, I, how do you not like milk? It's not a beverage. I get it. Okay. I love ice cream. I just cannot drink milk. Okay. I cannot drink milk. So coffee. Uh, what do you put in the coffee? Oat milk. Oat milk. But you wouldn't drink drinking it. But you wouldn't drink a glass of oat milk. Oh, yeah. hell no. Even if it's yeah. cold. God okay. no. It's, a, it's an additive. It's like you know no. putting salt on your food but not eating it just by itself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So no lattes, no cappuccinos. No, 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 no. no. I will put cream or any type of milk beverage in my coffee and drink they that. No problem. Alone. Cold. I cannot drink cold milk. Can't happen. Uh, <sighs> I love a glass of cold milk with some cookies. Oh, oh my God. I used to put ice cubes No, I can dip cookies in milk. Fine. I will not drink the cup of milk. Can't do it. That's oh, just so no, I, I don't. I also don't dip the... I, my, I, I, Eat the cookie, drink the milk. I don't put my fucking oh, cookie yeah, no, into the milk. I don't want shit floating in my in milk. Oh, it grosses it's, me out. There is an afterthought. Oh, so there is a, a, a point where milk will gross you out. It has to yeah, be with shit floating, floating yeah. Oreos. Yeah, exactly. But wait yeah, a second. Chips floating. Time out. Will you will you have an Oreo milkshake? Of course. Okay. What's the difference? The consistency. It's okay. it's, it's like a frosty. Okay. You know exactly. That's my point. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Fair enough. So wait a second. It's a long way to go. See, I, I getting back to cereal. I used to put sugar, in, added sugar into my cereal. You guys do that shit? Oh yeah. Where you just add sco spoonfuls of sugar yeah. into the cereal yeah, that already has sugar. Flakes that are covered and in add sugar. Sugar, yeah, some more sugar. So how's the diabetes going? In I don't know. Like, <laughs> in the eighties, that's what the, in the eighties that was good parent things. Like oh, Rice Krispies for a yeah. wholesome meal. You know, like yeah. that was a fucking yeah. that was we a also, thing. We also grew up as latchkey kids where we had to make our own yeah. dinners. Do you uh, know what I mean? No, yeah. I had a very structured household. You know. What? Two parents. It's well adjusted. Well adjusted. First She's of all, we haven't, over there. we haven't even done intros on the pod actually at this point. Uh, we don't need them. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> no one needs to know who this is. Because <laughs> yeah. the amount of times that this guy's going to say the end bomb is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a wild. They're thrown out of smokehouse. I should know. They might. They might enjoy my. Looking at the clients. The, the age group. Yeah. Yeah. Just play off the juice stuff. It's, it's, it's the right demo. <laughs> exactly. Greg, intros. I mean, what's going on here? Intros. Lead, lead. I'll introduce myself. I'm Randy Valerio. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> it's been four minutes since my last drink. No. Ooh, what a hat joke, dude. I know. This is an open mic. I know. It is an open mic. Pretty um, much it is. No. I'm right I'm a comedian. You guys know me. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know me, fucking look me up. <laughs> oh I don't know. All right. Perfect. How do you introduce yourself? What, what do I say? You just said it. All your okay. accolades, where you came from. What is going on? Yeah. The fucking air is that like we're we're airport? What are sitting in the kitchen? No, that's the L train. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? We're lying like to our audience. Came over the we're lying to our audience. We're actually at Penn Station right now. <laughs> I know it's hysterical. They can't even hear us. Hurry, <laughs> 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 they turn those up a little bit. I got yeah. the conversation going. <laughs> so I guess we're going around the room. Introductions. So Randy's. Yeah, here. Randy. I'm comic. I. uh 
I do the, uh, the All the Way Up comedy show for, oh, yeah. for old John Borromeo at the rooftop of the Hotel Wilshire every Wednesday. Plugging it. Plugging. Plugs, plugs, plugs. And I, I like giving John Borromeo credit because his name needs to get out there. Nah, no. You need, you need to get some more love for all oh, the work you do. I don't do as nearly as much as all you losers do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's fair. It's fair. Essentially. Uh, we also have a secondary podcast that a friend today. Yeah, Introduce yourself. Rachel Park. I've uh, been in the comedy club industry for about five years, managing. And, yeah. This and is yeah, what she's I like. Back so to it. Here's the thing. From Ra- Idaho. Yeah. From Ra- Idaho. Rachel. You're from Idaho? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Three New Yorkers and somebody from Idaho. Yeah. What are the odds? Where in Idaho? Moscow Pullman area. Not Ball that down. I even. Very small. Yeah. Jeff Curry's up in Moscow right now. Doing, uh, doing that at the Best Western. Jeff yeah. Yeah, Jeffrey Curry. He was at the. Uh, he was at the. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a good boy of ours. Yeah. Oh, mine at least. Like <laughs> you were like, who? It's like Jeff. It's like Jeff. Oh, it was Jeff. I'm like which Jeff? There's a lot yeah, of, yeah, 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 of Jeffs. Yeah. Uh, but this is. Uh, it's always good because Greg. Always we have comics on this podcast. Finally, we have somebody else on the podcast who is on the other side of things, uh, like me. So I am very excited okay. uh, to have you on. Oh wait, excuse me. You. Uh, uh, because we're recording at a restaurant, uh, they're literally they're singing birthdays. This is this woman's last birthday, but <laughs> <laughs> very much could be the last birthday. Why they're doing it, I don't know. They can't hear it from the look, <laughs> the look on her face. She was terrified when they came over. Why are the Mexicans singing around me? The thing is, when you're singing happy birthday to people that old, you have to be very careful. You scare them to death. I know. You know what's cool though? I like that they had like a little caretaker with the, there with them. That's kind of a. I mean, it must be a fun job. Like, I mean, like obviously it sucks. Like, cleaning clean depends and all that shit. But I, well, I think I think it depends it, on what they're. I think it would be a blast to take to take four old broads out to lunch and get fucking hammered with them. You know, like, you know, like Michael. have a birthday party at, at Smokehouse for your 85th birthday. That'd be a good time. I, I, my yeah, I love it. Hundred percent. Buck says I go for the Jello for dessert. <laughs> old people, this shit, man. They they really don't they don't play games. What do you got against Jello? I love Jello. What? Jell-O makes my day. Me, me and Greg got fucking problems, man. I don't like milk, you, don't, you like Jello is the biggest piece of shit food on the planet, my man. The only reason they have Jello is if there's vodka in it. What the fuck? Who the fuck eats Jello? I love kids who got their tonsils taken out. That's it. Those kids get ice cream. Those kids get ice cream or sherbet. Oh my god, dude. Let me tell you, I, the, I had my wisdom teeth out a couple years ago, and that was the best week I had. Just nothing but Jello and pudding. Oh my god. You didn't even do ice cream. It's like Bill Cosby over here <laughs> and painkillers. He got the <laughs> he drugged and he, he drugged and raped himself. Freak Dr. Cosby. <laughs> painkillers, jello and puddings. Like, oh man. You were trying to make a move in Hollywood, huh? Trying to <laughs> That sounds like the three things that he ordered that that, that Bill Cosby ordered when he got into like jello, I'd like some pudding, and I want some painkillers. <laughs> You guys think he'll do another show? You guys think no, he's going no. on tour? No, he totally no. is, dude. No, I, no. I bet he would sell fucking tickets. What of course he would. Somebody, all some people who just don't know will be like, "Ah, fuck it." You're like, we're gonna see Bill. Don't know. Why do you not? He know? could fill a funny bone. <laughs> he could Bill Cosby could fill a funny bone. He could fill, and I swear to God, he'll fill theaters. He still fill. Theaters. I don't think so. He's eighty years old. I don't think, no, I don't think he'll want it because he's too old. But I think he could if he did. Like, Baby King was filling out. I mean, granted, we became in rape bitches, but comparing blues music to yeah. a rapist. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real stretch there, Johnny. Yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Mick have... Jagger still sells tickets, <laughs> <laughs> and he hasn't. And he's just been acquitted by everything. Honestly, Mick Jagger's done some fucked up. Things. Come on. Oh sure, Mick Jagger's. He looks like a broad. You know. He also has that. He also has a heroin body. Yeah, you know, like, like if you've ever done a lot of heroin, you just stay like sinewy for the rest of your life. It, it seems like it pickles you in heroin. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like there's something about doing heavy drugs that keeps know, you lean. Is Mick Jagger a notorious drug user? I don't. Know. I, I know. Uh, he looks. I mean, guy. just from his body type. Guy? I'm uh, guessing from his body Keith type. Richards? Keith, Keith Richards. 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 I mean, forget about drug it. User. Of course. I mean, well, I think there was a, there was a quote attributed to Keith Richards that I love. They asked him like. Uh, He's like, you know, what'd you do with all your rock and roll money? He's like, well, I spent, you know, he said, I spent some of it on blow and chicks, and I wasted the rest. 
<laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like, you know, uh, thinking about comedy and how rock and roll kind of go hand in hand. First of all, comedy doesn't make you as much money as music does, obviously. Uh, no, not unless you're at the pinnacle. I mean, Kevin Hart's making musician money. Who? Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Mark Norman? Uh, no, but it's like, but but I love the similarities that always go, because like, you know, they always say that uh, rock stars. Uh, they like doing time like in between sets you'll hear them do like you know like oh the around. heavy breathing shit that they talk in between in between, yeah, in yeah, between yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you but then songs. all rocks and then all comedians want to be rock stars that's the idea but the one major thing that is the complete uh, the, the, the same the, 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 the through line throughout is the drug use I mean I think it's just people dude yeah. people yeah. like drugs and in America people love drugs I mean I love drugs I quit drugs for a month and I I, 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 I happen to some here in Los Angeles because it was handed to me when I got I, off the plane. I, I, every day, I, have, I have not had, I have not at least smoked pot since probably 2016. I haven't taken a, a day off. Is that a drug? Those heavies, I use it, yeah. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I smoke a lot of weed, dude. Richard, you're looking at him and just like kind of like nodding your head. Are, do you use drugs? No, I do. I mean, like, I'm very, very. I feel like in our industry that we need to sometimes like kick back. Yeah, well, I'll smoke, but like that's the extent. Like I'm bland when it comes to that. Sure, very bland. That and a little bit of heroin. That's yeah, a little just, bit of heroin. Just that and a few. That's one thing I never got into. Do the pills. I, I don't. I, I feel like prescribed drugs favorite. scare me. <laughs> I feel like they're just better. So I, I'd rather. I'd rather. I feel like my drug dealer won't kill me. My doctor will. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like my drug dealer relies on me for business. Right? My doctor can give a shit. He relies on the insurance company for business. He'll fucking kill everybody. Put that on a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> 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 it's true, dude. My drug Doctors kill more people than drug dealers every dude, year. Ev no, every year, 250,000 people uh, die from medical malpractice. That's a fact. Jesus. That's a fact, Jack. This is really 250,000 people in New Hampshire died of... Uh, Overdosing on Oxycontin yeah, last they, week. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, you never talk about doing drugs. I mean, I, you dude, I went on Grateful Dead tour for three years. <laughs> yeah, what's your what's your story, Greg? I know nothing about Greg other than we were hanging out drinking the last couple nights. My story is. How do you know Johnny? What do you guys? I don't know. Yeah, grinder. <laughs> like how John meets everybody. <laughs> um. I met John through Donnie okay. at the club nice. and uh, hounded him for six months to do shows. Nice. And then until, you know, I made him date me. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, that was it. Just yeah. through Donnie at the nice. club. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, well, I went to his place and he had pudding, jello, and yeah. <laughs> I woke up, my asshole was killing me. It was great. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I went on a steak sandwich tour of New York City and just bumped into him on 78th Street. And I'm like, dude, how do you feel about steak sandwiches? And I'm like, we should party. Like, so you don't have blow. <laughs> <laughs> My heart hates me, by the way. This whole week, so my heart oh. hates me. Well, you do. You were good for a month, man. Dude, the steak dude, sandwiches and I think about that. I mean, people people get a lot of fucking uh, like they want to give themselves props, like oh, you know, uh, you know, staying dry, you know, dry January, whatever that bullshit is. It's like oh, you know, I'm gonna take the thirty days off. It's like you know, if you just take three days off a week at the end of the year, you'd have taken like two months off of drinking. It's you're not a fucking hero for doing it in a row. <laughs> you know, like, like I, I hate this shit, man. You know what I'm saying? I get fucked up three nights a week, and the other four, I'm just in my apartment getting high, watching alone. You know, like, By you know watching Love Island UK, jerking off of my own tears. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so specific that I actually pictured it a little bit. Just, just crying in my soup. <laughs> the blackout curtains kind so of. So this idea, it. like, oh, you're too fucked up too much. Like, yeah, man, like, like, just don't do it constantly. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you, if you go one day on, one day off, you'll be all right. That's my that's my thinking. But then again, I'm gonna fucking die by the time I'm 48, hopefully. <laughs> that's my like, retirement plan because like I'm not saving for it. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It, like I, I, the whole dry July thing, and whenever it is, it's just I'm like I don't get it. Like, what does that mean for you in in August? It's pe it's people washing their own ass, hard? dude. It's, it's people blowing themselves. Oh, sorry, you don't have to look that forward. You were good. Um, it's just, I feel like people are just hyping themselves up. They want to get the fucking recognition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Look at me. I'm doing this this month. You know, fucking No Nut November. Have you heard this oh one? Oh, my God. No? What? Is no Nut really November where you don't, where you don't bust a totally nut in November. Thing. I've never oh. heard that. It's, it's the mustache thing is November. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, November. November. And, and, and then that also is No Nut November. No Nut oh. November. 
What a waste of the November. I'm, I'm going to come on your face all year kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I'm not participating in that one. What are you, crazy, dude? Actually, since dating him, you have been participating. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, I mean, you really have to fuck it. Like, that's, I feel like if you're, I feel like if Hitler busted more nuts, less people would have been murdered. You know what I'm saying? Like, that guy, you know, like, like if, if you keep, like, you got to get that shit out. You can't walk around with all angry. Like, what, what's the purpose of that one? Because... At least the Mo, the Movember mustache shit people are doing. Raising money for charity. Something. And the Instagram photos. Yeah. What are you doing with No Nut November? Driving like, yourself crazy. Yeah. Lying yeah. yourself. Your what are you, and you, showing and how big they are after the month. Yeah, posting yeah. that on Instagram? Yeah, you're, trying give, you're, trying, you're trying to give a big Christmas gift to that, your girlfriend. <laughs> that is not an Instagrammable moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude, I got kicked off Instagram once for posting a photo of a woman with a butt plug in. <laughs> that was my most recent transgression. Uh, I think the caption was when, you have, when you're helping your mom and it gets weird. And she's like, I you can see the bump plug in her ass. Oh my God. That got me in trouble. No, that that one. Well, she wasn't naked, but apparently it still broke the guidelines. I guess bump plugs are against Instagram's guidelines. When it's in, when it's out, you can show it. You can show a butt plug out on Instagram. You can't show a butt plug yeah, in. Yeah, Wish likes to show me those all the time. <laughs> did, you, did you meet my buddy last night, Dave, the guy with the super fun eyebrows? <laughs> what, what, what a great descriptor, the super yeah. fun eyebrows. He's literally the butt plug guy. So he, he just moved his office and he now shares um, an office space with like the world's biggest sex toy company and they don't have any walls. So Oh, it's one of these like fancy new offices. It's not a fan it's just in the, the warehouse, there's no walls. So there you'll like walk by his product and then two feet over there's like a giant like ass. What's his product? He, he makes sunglasses. <laughs> next, to, next to dildos and assholes? Yes. Rubber assholes? <laughs> he's telling me this story. I'm like, that's you're just making it up. And he's like, no, I'm not. He's like, I walk, the conference room has like a giant, you know, ass that's a mold of some porn star. And then there's a four foot dildo that looks like a fire hydrant. <laughs> Why would you want to, could you imagine fucking a disembodied ass? <laughs> like, well, where's that going to catch you? Oh, I don't know. I, I, get you off. But where would you position it too? That that's what I'm saying. You just, you just put it on the edge of your couch and fucking it's 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 like, not an ass with no head. <laughs> conference room table. You know how gross it is? It's portable. You can take it in the airplane. It's worse than necrophilia. Yeah. You're fucking a headless body. You like, airplane. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, you're fucking the airplane pass. <laughs> you don't have to even get a mile high. Well, I, I, I was I was joking around that on, I was trying to write a joke about it on stage. People never liked it because it was too mean. But women, like the dildo Here business is enormous. <laughs> Right? And 2020, like, everyone's, you know, is fucking, everyone's buying a lot of sex toys, there's a lot, a lot of time at home. Fucking dildo sales are an all-time high, climate change is a problem, we got the trash floating in the ocean, and they're just buying dildos. They don't disintegrate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Women don't care about the environment, is what I'm saying. Excuse me. Can I get another beer? Thanks. I feel like the modern woman doesn't really care about the environment. <laughs> because she buys these dildos. Jesus Christ! There, there's got to be. There's got to be. A, Wait, so silicone doesn't it doesn't disintegrate? I looked it up. I did research for this fucking bit. Four. Silicone <laughs> is just like plastic. It does not disintegrate. It does not disintegrate. And there's a fucking island of trash the size of Texas yes. floating out in the Pacific. Right. It's just so there must be a Delaware-sized <laughs> dildo raft out there. <laughs> there has to be, dude. Think about it. Because I, I mean, because it's not like a small plastic. It's a fucking you know. You, you know, know, you should, not, you know you, you most should, girls aren't getting the small ones. You I should guess. run. <laughs> you should run for office and your platform should be <laughs> no like, dildos did, no, no like dildo recycling like you should go into the second hand dildo business second hand yeah you put a, put a dildo in a, a garage sale <laughs> I put a dildo in a garage sale. What? But you know, there's... Can I borrow your fleshlight? I have a comic friend that does a great joke about, about secondhand dildos, and he, he does this whole thing, and he's, I don't want to give it away, but I'm gonna. And he's like, <laughs> so there's a store that it's all secondhand sex toys called Goodwildo. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's a good joke. Good will though. Uh, I love it how that's Randy's platform. <laughs> Save the environment. Yeah, use honestly. wooden dildos. He's recycling a symbol, but it's just a dildo and like a triangle. Go it's like the gun buyback program. Just like these women. The dildo buyback program. <laughs> just like the women just jumping out all these dildos. And he's like, I'll give you $45. You're going to recycle them to Lego. 
those <laughs> so the children can play with children. them. <laughs> Don't put it in your mouth. Don't put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that is every single thing wrong about that. But hey, he's saving the earth. I'm saving the earth one dildo at a time. Dildo one dildo at a time. Six inches at a time. <laughs> solid. Solid okay. right there. Solid right there. Oh, man. So uh, are you in the comedy business? Because I know you say you're in consumer products, but I don't know I don't know if you're just friendly with this guy. And you see no, the so podcast? What's your deal? So we do the podcast. I love that I'm interviewing the host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really are. Look how Randy went into I, his I own It's part of interrogation. So what do you do? Who are you? <laughs> no, so I started like two years ago, three, maybe three years ago, nice. promoting comedy shows. Okay, cool. In Connecticut with my old podcast host, who is a stand-up. And it just ballooned into hundreds of shows we promoted. Nice. Um, and then we got hooked up with these guys, and we started co-promoting shows. And what rooms are you like? The, I know the elbow rooms of, of that's, about, that's about an hour away. We, okay. we were promoting a club called uh, the Basement. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then right. it, and then after COVID, it didn't open back up, so that we've sucks. been bouncing around to rooms, and we took over a couple theaters. So nice. we we run well. We co-produce at, con, at some bigger theaters in Connecticut, yeah. um, which is how we got what we started doing stand up New York and just podcast. You know, I've been running the podcast for yeah. two years. A lot of clubs are doing like a lot. Of, like I know, like like uh, Big Hunt is a big show down in DC, similar to like your setup. They had like a great show at a at a fresh uh, like a bar, yeah, based to themselves. Fucking bar closed down in the pandemic, so they have the show. Then you need a new home for it. Right. A lot of that's going on. That's like, what happened with us. We 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 were lucky enough to bump into this club that gave us their basement that they just redid to be a beautiful cabaret of like seventy people, and it was awesome. And we started running shows there, bringing guys out from the city and doing like you know traditional headline shows. And then you know after the pandemic. They just they tried opening up and then it just didn't work for them, so they closed. That stinks, man. But we've run a lot of great shows. I mean, I think at this point it's over 200 shows. Nice. Since 19, 2019. Nice. Close. I mean, it's a lot of shows. I mean, everyone was uh, the, the facet of kind of doing comedy, and the great thing is you don't have to have comedy in New York City to, to get New York City level talent. You don't have to go to New York City. Yeah. You can literally go. You can stay in your areas of Danbury and, yeah. you know, and... Well, the thing Fairfield. about Connecticut is they're, they're, like, where we are in Lower Fairfield County has a really strong comedy circuit. Okay. There's um, Vinnie Brand's Stress Factory. I love Vinnie. by us. Love Vinnie. We love um, There's another club in Fairfield. There's a few, like, and a lot of smaller rooms and people doing pop-up shows, and it's a super strong, like, region yeah. you know, outside the city, and the talent's great. We get all the city guys out and... It's awesome. We we ran a contest with John in December to find talent for you know the club. Yeah, and he you know he wound up I think passing four six comics nice. from stand up New York that we nice. we brought through that contest. Yeah, that's great. So there's a ton of talent. Yeah, ton. I mean I know a lot of guys went down because I started in Boston. A lot of guys went down to Connecticut to do comedy, brought on up up to Maine, wherever you know, all yeah. over New England. Uh, but they mostly stayed like they get to sort of that New Haven area before yeah. they go down south. So I was less familiar with those ones. I have heard of the, that yeah. the show you had. Um, yeah, that but John Tobin bought a bunch of those rooms in like in like like Eastern Connecticut. Is that that's the guy from Treehouse Comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's Brad Axelrod, right? It was he. I think I'm not sure on that actually. Yeah, they, John Tobin's the guy who is the owner of Lap Boss. He's like a oh right. Boss oh no, they different guy. Different no, guy. yeah, but he owned Treehouse too. Oh, so he was yeah, he bought Treehouse, Treehouse with, so with, with, the, with that, that guy. Yeah, with sold that guy. it um, a couple years ago. Yeah, big big like music promoter. Which is crazy. Like, like the, the idea of like monetizing and capitalizing um, and, and making a business out of comedy is great. But this whole year, I mean, 2019 kind of rocked everything. You know, Rachel, la first time I met you was up in Idaho. We were doing that festival over there. Mm -hmm. What are you doing now? Because you originally, weren't you in Colorado? No. No, it was Colorado. Uh, no. She's, no. she's from Idaho. She was uh, she in was Phoenix. running Stand Up Live in Phoenix. Stand Up Live Phoenix. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Something there. <laughs> yeah, something. It's Colorado Phoenix. Uh, no, I was in Phoenix for eight years total um, with a comedy club. Five years. Started as a bartender. on. So I was Stand Up Live who owns Copper Blues and was a bartender. And then just worked my way up to management and then was fortunate enough to get to go to the comedy side. Um, was there until... End of July, we shut down again in 2024, COVID. And at that point, I unfortunately got the news that my mom was dying of cancer. So then I moved up to Idaho. That's where I've been ever since. I've been up there basically picking grapes. I've been working <laughs> in a winery. Yeah, she was, really yeah, she was, up, she was up caring for her mom and you know, yeah. working at a winery. Just yeah. helping the family out. To, and no one was doing shit. I mean, the club was closed. Yeah. So, uh, no. but now you're moving to Philly. 
now moving to Philly. You're moving to Philly. Wait, so Idaho makes wine? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Great wine, actually, too. Really? Yes. It's kind of like it's kind of like West, because like uh, I like, mean, like Oregon is like Eastern like Oregon, huge. Eastern Washington has it, yeah, and right. it's the same to same terrain. Yeah. Huh? Same. It just it just goes out that far. Don't well, it's a short grow. Right? It's yeah. a short growing season, but they they make good fucking wine. I had no idea that there was wine. Yeah. It's a big agricultural. Yeah, not just potatoes, my friend. Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, uh, listen, they make wine in Connecticut, but it's nothing you'd want to drink. No. <laughs> it, it's literally like... Make a Pruno in the prison. Oh, my God. It, if, if anything, it's like maybe you'd cook with it. Maybe. Is <laughs> that like, have you had it? Like, yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. I it's mean, but undrinkable. you're not just being a wine snob. No, no, no. It's point. undrinkable. Are you a big wine guy? No. Okay. I used to be a big red wine guy. You, you seem pretty refined. Like, why are you fucking with us? <laughs> why, why are we having like, You seem like a much more professional. You remind me of the guys I used to work with when I was a banker. You know, like, you're like much more like, yeah, you know, he's an adult. Yeah. yeah like, well, he doesn't talk about his balls at, a dinner, at the dinner table. Like, <laughs> which I may or may not have done I, at work meetings. I, I, have, I have two teenagers. Literally nothing like at this point. Mm. <laughs> okay. It's just... So. Uh, Ooh. So Rachel, so so now you're headed out to out to Philly and doing helium over there. Yeah, doing helium over there. What, what's are you gonna be? Are you are you taking just like a, a, an operations role? Are you taking a management role? Over I'm there? doing management, so basically same stuff as stand up live in Phoenix. Right. Um, but you yeah. excited? I'm so excited. I don't know anybody. Uh, I've never lived on the East Coast. I've been there twice. I've been to New York. I've been to Philly once, and I don't know what I'm gonna do. Right. Oh, you've only been to New York once. Yep. Nice. So I love how you're just learning new stuff about her on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about I keep it fresh. You, know? <laughs> you got to keep it engaging. Yeah, in the <laughs> morning I say, who are you? <laughs> Why are you here? Get your shit. Get out of here. <laughs> Philly's cool. I went for the first time. I, I, I only been to Philly once before, and it was a one-nighter. Um, but I did a weekend with Jeff Dye up there. Dude, it's fucking nice in Philly, man. It's I, cool. They talk a lot of shit about Philly. But at least where the club was, oh, this is fucking dope, dude. Yeah, like, Philly's a good town. I mean, listen, it's just like it's a hop, skip, and jump away from for New York City but like it's got it's own seat it's got another vibe but the great thing about Philly is that you not only have New York City in such a distance but you also have DMV like right over there yeah, yeah. DC, Maryland and Virginia where where we just, we just talked about uh, uh, you know DC comedy yeah. and shit like that I'm actually going out to DC my family does a vacation the end of July I'm gonna go out and see if I can get some shows in DC. What uh, yeah, I did the DC Improv last time I was there. Did you have you have you done, have you seen the DC uh, scene yet? No. It's freaking great. Like comics like Frankie French, you know, oh, yeah. are, are are going running through there. I mean, it's just one of those towns that like. Is it like an urban? I mean, Tony Tony's still there. Tony, Tony's down there. Yeah. It's not really that urban. I mean, there's a lot of smart comedians that come. I mean, Chappelle is originally from the DC yeah. area. Do you know it's what I a mean? mix. It's kind of like Boston in that way. Like right. there's there's the less racism. Yeah, less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally different kind of scene. Yeah, way different. But um, no, no. It's like in Boston, there's like the like the. Uh, I don't know if they still have an alt scene, but like the you know the hipster, the younger kids, right. like the Cambridge group, and then you have the fucking like the downtown comics who are you know, club guys who are you know we're funny. South Boston. Yeah, we're funny. <laughs> <laughs> the guys who actually get laughs. Yeah, <laughs> and gals for that yeah, matter. When I was in college. I used to go to Nick's comedy store. Oh, Nick's is great. Yeah, every weekend. Nick's Where'd is you great. Go to school. Okay. Northeastern. Northeastern. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Still there, still there, 27 years later. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it a minute ago. I was telling Rachel, fucking uh, Phoenix has a great scene. It's, it's very, very Really good scene. I mean, a lot, a lot of the good, like, a lot of up and coming comics that are in LA are from Phoenix guys. The yeah, Chappelle Lacy's Chappelle. and Mike Tenner's. You know Chappelle story? Yeah, I know Chappelle's story. And put him on stage. The first time, the first time I opened for Jeff uh, in Phoenix, uh, Chappelle's featuring. Yeah. We hung out in the back and he, he, he got fucking, uh, like, basically rescued by some. Uh, like Christian family, Christian white family. Yeah, yeah. adopted and, adopted. and raised. Yeah, got into got into rock and roll, like raised. hardcore metal. Oh, yeah, backflips like and shit. Yeah. Well, you know, he's a, he was a cheerleader in college. Yeah, yeah. he was a cheerleader. Yeah. Cheerleader yeah. in high school, yeah. and then but he would do that, and then he'd do the hardcore rock scene. Uh, so you know Chappelle too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Chappelle, like I know two comics start. that are cheerleaders in high school. Josh Nelson. Oh, Josh Nelson was also too, a cheerleader yeah. in college. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, Josh was out of San Diego. Yeah, but no, Chappelle's great, and it's it's been phenomenal to watch him grow and see you know what what he's been able to. Yeah, I take full credit for <laughs> all of his success. Um, and I told him the other night when he was there that I expected him to, to recognize <laughs> that I, I'm really responsible for him getting on uh, Fighter and the Kid and his growth and all that because I had him on our podcast like 
almost two years ago, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that you coming on the Mangina Dialogues <laughs> <laughs> launched your career. Really launched you into the next level where people started to take you seriously. Yeah. Right. And he looked at me and he was like, you're kidding, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Like, because some people are crazy delusional. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Crazy about that. Stuff. But that's the thing about Phoenix. They have three dope clubs, well, three big clubs, and then they got uh, four. Well, yeah, with I guess Rick four. Yeah. There's a lot of rooms four out there. And then you have Improv Mini, you have Stir Crazy on Chandler. Yep. And then there's a lot. And I feel like, too, coming back from COVID, there's a lot of places wanting to do open mics. So like, a lot of breweries are doing it. I just feel like comedy's really exploded in Phoenix since COVID's kind of Oh, for ended. sure. Well, because Phoenix open early, too. I think comedy is exploding, but it's, I think as comedy club operators, we need the change of what we're doing. I mean, in New York City, you could see Mark Norman, Melissa Villasenor in a park show. You know yeah. what I mean? During the pandemic. And I think they got used to those those vibes. So, I mean, somebody like Melissa and Mark and let's say Dan Soder and all those guys who traditionally work on the weekends. They work Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They were like, you know what? Why bother doing the clubs when I can do some bar show where people are going to be more excited to kind of see me? You know, I'm probably not going to make as much money, but I'll just kind of make up for that money on the road. Uh, I think as, a, as comedy clubs, I think it's going to be altered. I think the, the idea of showcases, until we get a good tourist population, at least back in New York City, I think those ways are dead. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be very interesting because basically every person on the top is just migrating back down and what can they fill, what clubs are open, and then from there, it's not even clubs anymore. It's, yeah, the smaller venues. Sure. So. Well, it also, it also shook out some comedians who weren't that yeah. fucking serious oh, totally. about it to begin with. You sure. know what I'm saying? Like, just fucking fill but you also, I, I think part of the why comedy is like really in a sweet spot now is because during 15 months of COVID, it was the only entertainment you could really go out and see. Like you couldn't really go out to see music. You know, you could see a single. They were song. still doing live outdoor events, yeah. Right. Was, or Zoom things. Yeah, I mean, which was which I, I hated the Zoom stuff, but it yeah. was it was. Yes, yeah, the production behind comedy is unlike. And it's nothing. Yeah, right. comedians well, are pathetic so, losers who want who desperately want attention. So of course they'll do a park show if that's the only show they can right, do. But they were still you know, big, so I'll play a milk crate in this bar if that's yeah. the only show I can do. Like, yeah. but you, I mean, you had Burr went out tour, played outdoor venues to yeah. a few hundred people. You know, he did my buddy's Whitney parking lot show with Tom Bergens. Right. Like, like, you know, like, yeah. Maddie, shout out to Maddie Fontana. Great show, Comedy Comedy. Maddie's, Maddie's yeah, great. great. Shows there. Yeah, but he, he got Burr out because he's been doing that show last July and no one else was running. Was, right. So Burr came out fucking, and since then that show's been selling out. Yeah. yeah. I remember going to the show that Burr was at, actually. Oh, you don't know? Yeah. I was at that first show in November. Uh, that, that Not the first show, but but when Burr came out, yeah. uh, Josh Adam Myers was out with him as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those things that, like... That's how I got him. Josh brought Burr down there. Of course, yeah. of course. And, you know, like, we, and, you know, this kind of good, great segue to what we've been doing here in Los Angeles all week, Greg, is essentially running... We ran three shows uh, over at the beautiful Kempton on Wilshire. And uh, last night was good. Last night was, was a good fun. show. A lot of good people there. Good-looking crowd. Really? I don't like a good-looking crowd. <laughs> Fuck them, dude. I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't need them staring back at me. No, I just feel like they're up their own ass. Like I want, I want, I want someone with dirt under their fingernails. I want someone with emotional issues. You know, uh, blue-collar people. Yeah. You know, someone who might have a pistol on them. They like to laugh. You know, like <laughs> Randy's favorite place to play is like Biloxi, a, Mississippi. Yeah, dude, I, I, that's I like fucking you know, Phoenix. Go down to Dallas or Fort Worth. Cowboy Bar in Fort Worth. Yeah, dude, I crush in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> crush. It was a, my demo, Columbus, Ohio. I want a guy to shoot at me. When <laughs> <laughs> no, but they just—they're just like. I mean, like, I feel like really good-looking LA people are there to be sick. like they're not there to enjoy oh, themselves. They get pictures. They're, no, they're, no. They're, I think they're, 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 stop beating around it. You're just talking about last night's audience specifically. I am. That's what I'm saying. LA, that's an LA, it was a very LA audience. Last, last night's night. audience was okay. It was a packed room. We had probably about like 70, 70, 80 people. In oh, at least a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> We clicked the room three times, don't worry. Um, but no, but seriously, like, that room was packed. But some of those audience members were just, eh. Like, they didn't. Greg Fitzsimmons went up there. Oh, Greg, and Greg cried. I thought Greg was fucking hysterical. Hilarious. Unbelievable. One but that's the thing. I, I think, like, like they... 
they, like, if, if that's an LA thing, that's not just the people, not just the room last night. They want to come out and see someone famous. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Like I said, if if fucking you know, if Jeremy Piven was there, they would have been more impressed than an actual funny Greg Fitzsimmons. You know what I'm right. saying? Or you know, I mean, pick your celebrity, fucking John Mayer, who occasionally does comedy, came out. They fuck. That's what they want. That's what they want to be seen around. Yeah. You know, they don't they don't give a shit that like fucking you know Ali Wong's with their slaying. You know, like they, they don't give a shit about that. You know what? They want they, they you know they're in LA to do the LA thing. Yeah, they the be around famous fucking it's people. The Instagram. Moment. Yeah, they want the Instagram moment. Yeah. Yeah. Here's but that was that was one of the prettier crowds I've seen <laughs> at a show. Yeah, I don't know who brought them all out, but they were. They were. All one of them. So there was some bitch that was like seven feet tall. She was fucking gigantic. Yeah, she was. Uh, what? She, she, that's a my the Jahan who hosted. It's a friend yeah. of his. She's a professional volleyball player. I was gonna say she better uh, professional Olympic, something. Yeah. Olympic volleyball. She's player. enormous. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, UCL. She had tiny little feet. Yeah. Freaked me out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I thought she was on stilts. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she's got she was, small feet. She's a human flamingo. Yeah, it really was. It really was. But it's funny, like seeing these crowds. But like, I mean, Greg and I were just, and listen, if you're in the Los Angeles area listening to this, this podcast, hey, we're uh, <laughs> quiet time back there. Thank you. <laughs> I can't even finish my thought. <laughs> I mean, he was just shaking a butterfly. <laughs> so we're right in front of us. Like, bro, we're the only ones with microphones. Can you get on the other side? <laughs> Obviously, they're not going to fucking hear it. They're deaf. Clearly, they didn't get notice five minutes before we decided to do this. He's like, hey, can you fit me? Go over there. Yeah, so get the fuck out of here. Here's 10 bucks. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hey, listen, table over there is taking care of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put a bill on them. <laughs> just wave at them their way back. See, they know. Yeah, yeah, put, put, it, put it on the Underhills tab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Underhills. <laughs> Great reference. <laughs> oh, man. What, what, what were we talking about? No, Fucking, I don't know. That was talking about the pretty LA people. Oh, in probably. general. I mean, it's, it's, it's they're... Mm-hmm. Listen, I... I, I'll be completely honest. I don't think I've seen a show out here, not in a comedy club, in Los Angeles, that wasn't like, most of these times these rooms are not laughing. It's the weirdest thing. They'll laugh and giggle, but I think you nailed the nailed it right on the head. These are people who want to see famous people. Yeah. And they want that Instagrammable moment. Because our backdrop, you know, you know, splicey to showing what our, our show looked like last night. It's a beautiful Oh, it's a great room. venue. Yeah. Yeah. I go there yeah. for breakfast. Jeff has said that on stage, like following some acts. I won't name names, Chris D'Elia. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he's like at the improv, and, he, and Jeff comes up, you know, and, you know, Chris is funny. He's great. It's like, but then everyone, like, just fucking, they're just like, like talking about him. He's like, hey, uh, you know, and Chris will, uh, Jeff will address it. Yeah. But he'll say, it's like, all right, guys, the famous person's gone. Now we're going back to the jokes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. We're going back to funny. You know, the, the famous, you know, well, Michael Rappaport's gone. You know, like, here I am. Like, <laughs> well, he's going to be live at the club tonight. At I, love Michael Rappaport. I love Michael Rappaport. <laughs> I think what Jeff did the other night with that that couple there was one of the funniest things with I've Leech? seen. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Leach. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jeff Leach is a uh, he's a performer. I mean, he's fantastic. He knows how to kind of. I remember just watching him at the fucking cellar, well before I was a comedian. Oh yeah. I mean, like six, seven years ago, I'd, I'd take dates down there and he'd be you know, doing that same kind of shit. Fucking funny guy. When he just got to the United States. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing though, and, and, and I'll throw this out to the room right now. What has funnier comedians? New York or LA? Oh, I've said it for New York. Uh, I just think, I mean, like, I think you, a lineup, sorry to hog the mic here, but I think if you're just going for the content of the laughter, in New York, I mean, like, you have more famous comedians here, but you go to, you take a cellar or a store or stand, stand up New York lineup, they're fucking, they're going to all murder. Because they, they, they're doing it five times a night, every night, every fucking week. Yeah, most of the two sets here in LA. At most, you know, well, you doing one a night. He's walking away. You can't do more than a couple yeah. a night here. I mean, like our night, like half the, everyone that yeah. was on our show last last for two nights went from our show to the store. Or yeah, or improv. Yeah. yeah, and like you just, you know, it takes twenty five minutes to get from here to there, right? Like in the city, you can hit. Yeah, all the clubs within twenty five minutes. You yeah. know, you can you can center around Broadway, you can center around downtown, you can around uptown. You have just way more opportunity to hit five spots a night. I also think the club owners, the club bookers, and the people coming to see shows in New York, because in New York they don't give a shit who you, who the fuck are you? You know, like, like, like famous people walk around New York and there's no one of those paparazzi following them out here. This fucking it's a thing. Yeah, out there like who the fuck are you? You know, like <laughs> so they don't give a shit. Oh, Jerry Seinfeld, be funny, asshole. You know, like where's Kramer? You know, like there's no you know there's. No. He did well at the Laugh Factory a couple years ago, didn't he? Kramer? 
more than a couple years. Oh ago. yeah, he, yeah he's, he's, he's he's I think he's permanently canceled. Yeah, no, he's canceled. <laughs> he went ham on the N word. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I think that's what makes. Uh, the, the lineups in New York just stronger pound for pound than out here. I mean, okay. not to say that not a lot of fun comedians out here. I just think if you take, you know, your eight o'clock Friday lineup from the stand against, you know, the original, you know, the, the, the original room, there's going to be more famous in the original room at the store. But the, the laughs, I mean, they'll laugh harder. With Greg, the stand you agree lineup. on that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Rachel, who had, uh, working in, in, in Phoenix, who's got better comedians that come through? I mean, they're all touring com comedians, mind you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, do you think? Uh, That's know. a great question. It's a great question, but I don't know if I can answer that truthfully because our stand live was one of the largest clubs, so our names are always big names. Right. So by the point they came to us, they were from LA at that point, essentially. Uh -huh. um, I don't know. I'm. And that's Which is crazy. Yeah. It's like, dude, how do you guys not book Bobby Kelly? Yeah. How are you not? Oh. How are you not booking Rich Voss? How is he still at the fucking well, House of Comedy? <laughs> not, <laughs> not you, but same with them. Yeah. But like, yeah. No. But I don't know. I'm Dan Soder should be headlining. The I mean, you know, fucking. It is. It's. 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 I don't know. Does Mark Norman do the stand-up stand Uh He did Tempe Improv. So. Joel Bashkoff, who owns Stand Life, so he's got Santa Life. Yeah, he's gonna be doing fucking theaters in, in a year, so Joel better get on that. But no, Mark Norman, I think, was doing Tempe and then uh, and Joe List. Rich. I mean, I can, I can keep going. There's a lot of guys out there who need to be fucking headlining. I have to say, though, like, and maybe it was just because I didn't have a chance to, but I think I saw better open micers in Connecticut than they did in New York. I believe that. Hmm. I believe that because they have a better open mics in Connecticut. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of mics. Well, between Connecticut and, you know, a lot of the guys who were serious about it, Will They'll come up to Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'll hit a show every night of the week between Connecticut, you know, Southern Connecticut, Northern Connecticut, Springfield, Mass, Providence, yeah, Worcester. Cranston, Worcester, yeah. and go all the way up to Maine. Like, Pete Angelo went all the way up to Maine. Yeah, Portland. I saw that. Yeah, those guys do that. I, saw, I, know, I know a couple guys that moved from Connecticut up to Boston when I was up there. It's one of the reasons why I'm glad I started in Boston, because... You're not, one, you have to you just sign up for a mic and you wait. For, you, you have to wait a while for your turn, but it's five minutes. But in New York and LA, you have to pay money to go fucking do time, and no one's there to even give a shit. Whereas in Boston, even though the, even though the shows were bad, they were at a bar, so there was people there. So right. if you got their attention, you could get an audience going. Sure. I mean, it made it made it hell gigs. Yeah. But I was well, doing, let's look at me I was doing two or three. My first two years, I did two or three shows a night. Uh, starting at open mic and then I do some, some book bar shows, but still open mics. That every fucking night in Boston, I, it's it's hard for me to do two mics in. LA. Yeah. It's hard. That's how we that's how I actually started promoting shows was through an open mic that I decided I said, listen, you you idiots need to practice. You need yeah. an open mic locally because there's not one on Monday. So we took over Monday running this open mic. Nice. And we kind of ran it as like a sh like a like a real comedy show, not just open mic and I DJ'd it. So we like DJ yeah. music and in between it was like WWF met stand up. Comedy. Okay. It nice. was really fun. And we actually had audiences coming to this open mic specifically to see open mic comedy. That's great, dude. Right. The only, the only yeah. other place I've seen that, uh, I've seen it like not in, not in, never in LA. It's like uh, Dallas had a show like that in Plano. The Hyenas there, right? They would have uh, a late, a late open mic that would start at eleven, right after. The well, yeah, at, and there was yeah. only one show on Thursday, and they tell and they tell the the, yeah. the, the headliner, hey, mention the fucking open mic. Right. And Jeff and I say, dude, there was fucking like eighty people. Yeah, I was there one of those. It was Vinny fucking Brands, great. Uh, Cap Cities did it too. I did Cap Cities open mic once. Stress and Factory does it too. Stress on Factory. Monday. Stress Factory. Monday I haven't Jersey. done this. I haven't done this. Stress Factory is yeah, great. It's great. And the only one is. Uh, up in Seattle to Comedy right. Underground. Plus, People were paying five dollars yeah. to come see open mic comics. Yeah, stress factor. And the comics weren't getting any money. I'm like, this they're mopping up. There was, like, there was like fucking seventy five people there on a Tuesday. Yeah. For five dollars buying drinks. It. I was like, Whoa, in Bridgeport and then they, you know, obviously they, I don't. They've only done it a couple times since COVID, but they they started running it. It was a straight open mic, right, where they curated the mic lit, you know, the list, yeah. and they had like twenty comics. Well, that's people, what they did in Seattle. People they, would come and watch. Then they they changed the name because they thought they weren't getting enough audience to a like a local showcase, right? Yeah. And they lost. They wound up losing their audience. They were. It was really weird. Like no one was now coming to pay to watch, except the comedians. So because they changed it from open mic, I don't know. It's Strangest thing, and then they don't do it anymore. I think it's kind of like but, they do that sometimes, like bringer shows. We have it to, wasn't a bringer show. No, it, it wasn't. Was. But if, but if they, but if it's an open mic, 
it turns it turns into a quasi bring a show because they're like, I don't know if I should do it. Let me go with my four friends. We'll get drunk, yeah. and it'll, oh. it'll work me up the right. nerve to do it. So it became like a hangout where one of them would right. get fucked up and go up on stage, yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that's you know? interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, you are there bringers out in Phoenix? Yes, hundred percent. And they they can get a crowd like a hundred, hundred oh, plus. Oh, dude, I did a Sunday show. Oh, you probably saw like two hundred. I did a show. Sunday at Tempe. I mean, it was probably the only urban show I did. It was yeah. in Tempe, Arizona, so I wasn't expecting it, but it was mostly a black audience. 10, and they 10 had 200 guys. some odd people, and they were yeah. ready to go. I mean, they were, you know. Oh, yeah. when, when we, like, our, where we had this open mic was a, was a college bar on the beach. Nice. Right? So, it, so on Monday nights, you know, dead audience, dead dead bar night, We the only people that were in this bar besides people that would either come to see the comedy or the 25 comedians were beach locals. Oh my god! Right? So like salty old guys, crab fishermen. Yeah. So that's all they do. They they're they're drinking from the time the bar opens up till who the hell knows when it closes. And you, you want to talk about trying to win over an audience? Oh like, yeah. Oh, they don't care. Oh my god! They would talk through your set. They would yell at you know. So it was really good. Like the comedians that got I to get be that good. all the time. Yeah. You know, we they, do the Green Dragon Monday yeah. nights. Our was, was mine. Fucking Jess Cashian. She still runs it. It's the oldest, longest running mic in Boston. Right. So, like I think she's been doing like 16 Ooh, years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, and she, she was nice. She was like, oh, it's an open mic. But she wouldn't she wouldn't put you down unless like, you know, she liked you. Right. Like, and whether or not she liked you or just thought you were, like, liked your comedy, thought you were cute or, you know, polite or whatever, doing a favor. So she'd give like me and Chase like 10 minutes as open mic. I was like, whoa, Yo, we got 10 minutes. Was he funny or was he cute? We, she, thought I, she thought I was cute. Well, I also, I also drank a lot. So I, I put money in her pocket oh, for the bar. I, okay. I, I buy whiskeys. The bartender's like, he bought a spot, okay. Yeah, exactly. But they'd be the fucking Bruins game on. You know, the Boston Bruins like a playoff game. Sure. You gotta, and you, we you gotta do your five minutes. Like, they're not looking. Like, you gotta fight through that. We would get through that because then we went into football season. So now yeah. it's Monday oh, night no. football. So we were, people was yeah. our running Just sets. Degenerate gamblers fucking yeah. throwing shit at the TV. So the guys who would be late. Keno the going. I've done, a, I've done a show with it. I've done, I've done comedy at a bar that Keno and Keno was winning. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like, so guys who, uh, who would like be a pain in the ass to me because I would run the list. Yeah. I would make sure I put them on late so yeah. they would have to compete against the drunk locals. The there bar. you go, make it work. And the guys coming in for football and like really see them, like see how good their chops are. Nice. I mean, that's how you make your, that's how that's how you make your bones in this business is doing tough rooms, you know. And uh, we always, I've said this before. Soder has always said Stan Soder has always given credit to Stand Up New York for doing check spots over there is what made him the comic that he is there. Mm. But there's a large contingency of and there's one people people in particular that are going after the idea of check spots and saying that because it's quote unquote unpaid, right. like that they don't need to have a check spot. I mean, I personally think that if it gives an opportunity for a comic to go up there... Yeah, for an up-and-coming guy, I'll take a check spot over nothing. You know what I'm saying? Fucking 10 times out of 10. You go, you foolish. You know, we talk about this all the time, and without any names. You know, a lot of guys who locally have some talent, you know, they have this, like, they deserve something that they really don't yet deserve because they're not working hard enough to get it. And... You know, I've heard guys be like, oh, I'm not, you know, if I can't have a guest spot or whatever, I, I don't want to go do it. And I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, take whatever spot you could get and be happy about it. Well, time is hard you to know? come by starting now. That's what yeah, I always of course. remember. And I, I, I was mentioning it to, to Rachel last night. <clears throat> I've noticed people, I think COVID sort of broke this a little bit with comics, but there's definitely a thing out there where it seems like comics are, are sort of padding the room. Right. Like, like oh, I don't, I don't want to do the check spot because it's gonna, it's gonna suck. Yeah. It's like, well, you yeah. used to do the check yeah. spot, you know, you, the, the, you know, Mr. Fancy Pants comedian. Now, where the fuck was the guy that got, like worked his ass up to get there? Like, you don't, you, I can't go back to that. It's like, dude, oh, this room sucks. I don't want to do it. It's like, well, fuck, I, I'll fucking play anywhere, dude. I've yeah. played to nobody but other comedians. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like their ego got so big. Like, that's an LA thing too. Like a lot of they're like egomaniacs. No, it's here in New York. Oh, I think it's everywhere. I think it's in New York. That's one of the things I, you know. That's one of the things I love about like the comics that I really enjoy. Like a guy like fucking you talk about Mark Norman. He'll do any room, anytime, anywhere for any amount of money. He doesn't give a shit, dude. He really does. He'll do the spot. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's on more the business how end of me. It, it, it hurts a New York room yeah. for me mm-hmm. because it's like it's like I can't be like, hey, Mark Norman's gonna be here on a Monday. Oh, but we can see him next. Yeah, but then oh, it was like, yeah, well, I could go to the yeah, Mark Norman's everywhere. Yeah, 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 Mark Norman's everywhere. Wait till the day. It makes sense. For me. Exactly. It's like five bucks over there. Not yeah. he did our room in Connecticut. Here we go again. I gotta find <laughs> he did our room in Connecticut, which is a very interesting 
this type of setup, and he did it during COVID, yeah. right? So we had all these regulations in place. He had to do it in front of a P screen. It was it was Ugh. kind of a shit show. And he he brought a film crew with him who is like trailing him on all his show, shows, right? Yeah. So if you go to his YouTube and you'll find this video of him in Norwalk, yeah. it's hysterical how much yeah. he was like shitting on the room and the show and the video he put together. But he made a shit ton of money coming out on it. He Tuesday. came and did it. But well, I will say this like, though, I, I, you- like, no, I want to go at the comfortable spot. It's like man. If you're fucking that funny, you should be able to. You should be able to murder anytime. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm saying. Top Mike Norman murdered. But but actually, the funniest thing off of that, Greg, in my opinion, was the lady heckler, the the woman that was heckling, who happened to be our contact for that uh, for that show that we did. Oh, that that was it. That was her. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So there was so there was we did. uh, Greg and I produced a a two nighter over in. where was it? Darien. Darien, Connecticut. Darien, Connecticut. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh, yeah. Granish's ugly little Why fucking brother. Why is Darien. So we played the polo grounds over there. Nice. But anyway, uh, we ended up uh, dealing with this woman, and she's like, I love comedy. And I'm like, okay. She ended up heckling Mark Norman. The fucking woman who produced it? At, at his show. No, a different show. Different not show. that oh. night. Different show. But, but heckling over him, and I was like, and she's like, and she's like, uh, just let you know, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, what do you mean you're sorry? And then I look at Mark Norman's uh, Instagram page, and I see the heckler, and I'm like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Did she even say, like, why she would have heckled? Like, yeah, she's she drunk. Drunk. Yeah, uh, drunk. It wasn't a heckle heckle, like, it, but it was obviously not appropriate. Yeah, you I'm know? gonna say this. I might sound misogynistic, but 90 percent of fucking trouble at comedy shows is drunk women. Mm. I mean, it's I it, it is it. I've I've never from stage had like a problem with a guy. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's always a bachelorette party up front. You know, woo! Yeah, it's funny. Fuck off. One of the last. No, I like it. I, I just talk over. That's a, that's the key. You just got to talk over them. You got to yeah. mansplain to them from well, the stage. I, I don't know. <laughs> One of the last shows I yes, saw out yes. here, Annie was on, and some girl drunk in the front started like talking to her through her set, and Annie lost her mind on her. Oh, and no. I mean, wore this girl down for her entire 15 minute set <laughs> and did not let go and like took every single thing. Like, I don't come to your beautician school, and you know, yeah. literally went after her, and it was amazing. Uh, it was amazing. I, I love a good takedown. Here's the thing though. Do you? Oh, down yes. the. But come do, do, do you have security though? To, to send them yes, over. Okay. Most clubs I, do I not. Prefer <laughs> in, I prefer when it's not in my club. Yeah. But no, and there's definitely some comedians out there who who will thrive on it. And yeah, like, yeah. Let me handle it. Obviously, we'll handle the other ones. Sure. But oh, I, I, I saw so it was the Oddball Festival in Phoenix in 2018, and someone from way back. It was this huge, huge outdoor theater. Someone just like gorilla yells, and Dane Cook just eats this man alive. Doesn't even know where the man is, and he's just like. Yes, that's the moment. I there is a moment though when when, when that can be what we're a comedy or a comedian taking down an audience member can get very uncomfortable. Oh, yes, God. it was uncomfortable. It was. I mean, it, I yeah. thought it was hysterical because right. being on this side of it, I'm like that girl deserves it. But it was uncomfortable for the entire audience. I think the key is the key is to try is, is to is to trash them but not lose the rest of the audience in the process. No, no, you can't go ham on that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't you can't you, you can't make the audience side with them. You can't hit them so hard that the audience is like, oh, you're the yeah. mean guy now. Yeah, yeah. But they, they have to remain the asshole as long as you're badgering. I mean, at the end of the day, you can hear <laughs> stories of uh, comics like, I mean, I'll, I'll name names, Gary Goleman in our room. <laughs> Gary Goleman's great. Well, Gary Goleman would go, actually punched uh, a heckler in the I face. I love it, really? At the, Chase at the Abel club. punched a fucking yeah. heckler in the face. Um, Raina Franklin at an open mic literally took the- a, a chicken wing off some woman's uh, uh, plate because she was recording and threw it at her. Like, there becomes wild. there yeah, becomes a okay, moment yeah. where, and listen, that's the thing is like I love that we all talk about this as an art form, but at the end of the day, I'm still a business. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be I've, a place where you can get beat up by a comic. I've you know? had one really big name do that, and it was it was ugly. Yeah. He climbed yeah. off the stage. No, he was yeah, Williams. It was, it was no, no. I love no, me some Cat Williams. Was, it was probably a solid twenty minutes of just berating this poor woman. It was uh, it was rough. Well, dude, you know the big story. You might you know this one the the the, the rumble at the Gotham. Oh, is that uh, where the there was a fucking brawl oh, broke out? Yeah, that's right. And, and I believe, if I'm correct, if I'm correct in my memory, it was a Jim Gaffigan show. No, oh, of I, all people. And do you think he has one good? There was a rumble yeah. in- <laughs> <laughs> during a Gaffigan set. 
I, th- I think there was like a beef in the audience. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, I might be misplacing the thing here, but it was it was definitely Gotham Comedy Club. I'm pretty sure it was Gaffigan. Did he get involved in the fight? Or? No, there was a, there was a fight in the in the audience. Oh, okay. Like he, something he said touched off a fight in the audience, and it turned out into a fucking like the Bloods and Crips in the audience. Yeah, wow. like something he said launched into it. Right, like, right. And they started a fight between two tables and it turned into mayhem. Nice. <laughs> they threw tables and shit. It was that's, crazy. That's amazing yeah. because no comedy club is set up to to referee that one. No, no. no. And, I mean, God looks pretty close. They had to have all ex-cops. One of their ex-cop security guards is telling me, they'll give me the lowdown. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, like, we rushed in there. It's like, but fuck, man, we, we're peeling off one at a time. There's yeah. 250 people in there. We can't get, there's four of us. We can't get the whole fucking room to calm down. It's so weird. It's like, you, you hear about these, yeah. these, these situations. I mean, everybody forgets that. Like, we still are a fucking bar. <laughs> We've got yeah. booze in there. <laughs> yeah, liquor it up. That's your, that's your primary job is to sell liquor, to yeah. be frank. I mean, like, the, you know. I mean, my favorite deal with hecklers is, see, I'll be in the back of the room. You know, as a good good booker, I'm in the back of the room listening, and I'll laugh. But if I hear a heckler, I will literally from the back of the room go, shut the fuck up. And the comic knows, oh, John's taking care of business. Yeah. The rest of the audience is like, oh boy. <laughs> I haven't had too much trouble with hecklers. I told Jeff this to Jeff. Jeff died about before. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, who's going to bother you? So usually like, they'll start to like, answer me back, and I'll just, if I don't like what they're saying, I just start talking louder. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but I very rarely will I go and get verbally jazzed them, because I, I worry about that. Like getting, I don't want it to seem like I'm picking on them, you know, if I'm up, like, on stage turning purple and they're fucking down there. Like. And there's nothing worse if an audience member gets a better joke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Holy fuck, that's yeah. gotta hurt. No, my favorite, my favorite one is when you get them to say something that leads directly into your next bit. It's like, oh, <laughs> you know, when they ask you, like, you know, what about Tinder? It's like, well, let me tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, did I put you there? There's a little plant. Like. <laughs> oh man, I'm fucking. This was a blast in that lake, Greg. Yeah, I mean, it was a good time, dude. I'm I did gonna, it. We're fucking drinking. Eating dessert here at the. Uh, I'm full of cheesecake. Oh man, I'm, I'm I might be constipated for the next two days. <laughs> How was your dessert? It was good. It was good. It was a Boston. Oh, it went up. It went up in the back. So there's something a little bit off about it. I mean, it was. I, listen, if I'm gonna get a Boston cream pie, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna get one in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a top you asshole. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna give one. <laughs> I mean, well, wait a minute. I understand. Let's dig into that for a second. So, if you were going to get a Boston cream pie, you'd get it in Boston. Yeah. But we're in Los Angeles. I know. I don't know why I it's ordered like an LA it. cream pie. What are we talking about? Yeah. I mean, like, I should have gotten something. I don't know. I don't know. But this is one of those old school restaurants. Do you know what I mean? Like, you try some of the cheesecake. We got some cheesecake left. Get over there. I mean, like, again, I, I, I mean, I may, maybe I should want the chocolate malt and cake. You know oh my I mean? god, that's rich. It is. It'd be really rich. Well, we know one thing. Greg doesn't want milk. No. <laughs> we don't want milk. It's a callback, people. Wait at the beginning. <laughs> Professional you don't know what that's called. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, I think we are. We, are we, you want, we wrap it on the question, man. Yeah, wrap it. You good. All right, Rachel, Randy. We always talk about uh, specifically food. Okay. And um, shocker. So, <laughs> As we do this in a restaurant. Yeah. We uh, the, the question we always end with was, what was the best thing you had? eat this week. However, we just had a fantastic meal over here. So I'm going to give you what was the best thing you ate this month. Oh, I've been living Pussy. in Idaho. Rachel. Like, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? Pussy. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Obviously. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> that was an easy one. That was an easy one. Uh, I've been living in rural Idaho, so my food has not been that great. And I can't cook, so. Okay. Oh, well, I like that. Uh, it could be anything. The, the, oh, the, 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 the pancakes and mascarpone. They were shut down for five days because they're AC. Went out. Oh my god! Um, and it was hot in Idaho. It was, it was like 120 hot. fucking degrees. Uh, one twenty. One seventeen. One fifteen. Where I was working. Oh fuck! Yeah, I basically quit my job because of the heat. <laughs> I yeah, said, I think I'm done, guys. Um, That's insanity. The sushi yesterday was so good. The short rib, uh, the spicy tuna, mm-hmm. and then um, we had. Uh, so it's yellow, uh, it's a yellow fin scallion. Was that what the, the yeah. rolls were? And then, oh god, I, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it's just <laughs> really good. Uh, the, best, the best side is I had Korean barbecue at a great spot down uh, down K Town. 
Uh, so much so we're gonna go. I think we're gonna go later tonight or maybe tomorrow. To get some more fucking Korean. Oh man, I love I, it. I love a good short rib. I think, oh, I, I, think I hit all the food that I want to. I hit Lowry's up here in LA, which I always love. I always enjoy. However, I saw the uh, Stinky Rose. Is that what it's called? What do you, I mean, what I call my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called the Stinky Rose. I haven't heard of that one. It's actually, uh, it's uh, it's a garlic restaurant. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, a garlic yeah. restaurant. Yeah. It's a garlic yeah. restaurant. Yeah. In oh, so everything's garlic. Yeah. What is a garlic yeah. restaurant? Everything has like a garlic, but they even have yeah. a garlic soft serve. Stinky Rose, dude. You don't have to check that out, girl. Yeah. So stinky, I, stinky I, I might actually hit that up tonight nice. because I'm, I'm doing a red eye. Tonight, so nice. I might hit that up. I'm not eating till Wednesday. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, John, John needs a nice big meal for his red eye flight so he can take a shit oh, on the gun. Everything I can. I'm going to take my edible and I'll be yeah. I've, I've already broken my diet today with the goddamn cheesecake at noon. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by two scotches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it, guys. I mean, anything you want to plug? I mean, when, Rachel, when are you moving out to Philadelphia? Uh, so I move out at the end of the month. My first weekend there will be the first weekend, first full weekend in August. First so if you weekend. want to watch Rachel work, go to yeah. the yeah. Comedy Club in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, I'll have the resting bitch face on. Um, she will not be performing, but she will be running the club. Yeah. So, yeah. so you can complain to her if you have a problem. Yeah. 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 There. Brandy, what dates do you got? Uh, well, every Wednesday at uh, the rooftop of the Hotel Wilshire, we host a show for uh, few and five folks, so uh, every Wednesday at 8, uh, the rooftop of the Hotel Wilshire, come check that out. Uh, you can find me at Randy Valero on Instagram. That seems to be fairly popular, and then I got... Uh, I got Fort Worth coming up in August. I got uh, Boston coming up in October. And I think hopefully my New York. Hopefully New York afterwards. That's right. We got New York afterwards. That, and then we got, and then uh, Seattle. Actually, my Seattle. next Max Road show is Seattle, August 12th okay. to 14th. I'll be in Seattle with Jeff Dye. I mean, listen, we'd love to have you. Uh, we'll be yes. out in New York City. Well, we're doing we'll go it. up to Connecticut. If you're in Philadelphia, you got to get Denix. Okay. Uh, okay. Denix is my favorite cheese. Uh, it's the, the original. It's not a cheese stick, actually, in Philadelphia. It's actually uh, an Italian roast pork, broccoli rabe, and Swiss okay. on a baguette. Denix is the best place Denix. for it. Okay. And that's at Reading Terminal. Have you been, Greg? Oh, it's at Reading Terminal. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Oh, guess where we're going next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't, I don't I don't have a preference on Philly cheesesteaks when I'm down there. I don't know. It, Tony Luke's Wiz Wit. Oh no, definitely with Wit. Like yeah. the, the other way is bullshit. Just bland. No, dry, with, no cheese. No, with Wiz. Like cheese with not 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 the other crap. But then what's the one in the airport? Is that Tony Luke's? No, to, uh, Tony Luke's is traditionally like they're they're a chain. Um, there's also Pat's. There's Gino. No, no I'm gonna Pat's say this. I, I think the cheesesteak in general is a little overrated. Well, I just said a delicious. That's not a cheesesteak. That's, cheese that's what I'm saying. That's, that's a steak that's sandwich. A steak I like sandwich. A, I like a steak sandwich. Well, when I still cheese steak. Do a single steak. Well, you have plenty of time to be living out there to be doing that yeah, bullshit. No. Also, I don't wait in line for fucking food. Yeah, me neither. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if, I, if I can get 90 percent as good with no zero percent of the hassle, I'm going there. Yeah, ten times out of ten. Sounded like a credit one uh, commercial. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, it's a cupcake. It was like a fucking. I've had a cupcake. I'm not waiting in fucking line for one. You know? Yeah. So, like, I live in in Connecticut, and Connecticut is famous for pizza, right? Yeah, so, Pepe's. Pepe's. Yeah. So one of my friends grew up in New Haven. I used to always go visit him and we would go down to Worcester Street and always go eat uh, Italian food. Right. And I always used to wonder, who are these fucking people waiting in line like literally in the pouring rain for 45 minutes for an hour to yeah. get pizza like do they not know you can get pizza everywhere in America within three minutes <laughs> and so I was like I'm never doing that people are like you don't understand how good the pizza is and I'm like no no I understand that I'm not going to wait in line for fucking 45 minutes cold to eat pizza right like I, I, I fully get it then they opened one up close to my house and I went and got that pizza and it is great pizza I would still not wait 45 yeah, minutes exactly. in the cold and rain for that pizza exactly. I will yeah. not wait in line the margin food. of error from good to bad pizza isn't so wide that I'd wait an hour. Definitely yeah. not. You know, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, Definitely not. Something else like, maybe, you know, like, like you know, a, a medical procedure? Yeah, yeah, I'll wait for the better doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but a fucking slice of pizza? No, Please man. Though, you know. Randy, that's actually true. Will you? <laughs> no, I wouldn't go to the doctor. I'd just die. <laughs> uh, people are waiting an hour in line to see the Liberty Bell in Philly. I learned that. To see the fucking Liberty, Liberty Bell? Liberty To see a broken bell. Yeah, 100%. Could you yeah. Do they not have a like phone? A you could Google it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there's a window you can see it too, but could you imagine, like, it's summer break like you're 14, 15 years old. It's 98 degrees ready. you're waiting out there just yeah, cooking. Your mom's just like, guess what we're doing, honey, today? We're going to go wait in line. You know what my dad would do? He would, dr he would have driven us as close as we could get. Yeah. Like, he'd be like, you see the Liberty Bell? It's two and a half miles away. It's over there. It's right <laughs> over there. And the worst yeah. part, it's got a crack in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
broken. Yeah. Even together. <laughs> you want to see that broken belly in your fucking can mind? Re- can they ring that fucking thing? No. No. Nothing. So I would, why not? The original that liberty. You definitely ring it. Have you not watched National Treasure? I have, but if you took a hammer to it, it'll ring. I'm sure it would ring, but you don't get to ring it. Somebody should fucking ring that. You're just going to stare at it from like six feet away. It's lame. It's the worst. That's lame. I'd rather look at old dildos. It's such a waste. I'd rather look at old dildos at a garage sale. And coming to Hollywood and Vine, Good Wildo. They're going to sell out as a Good Wildo. Summer of 69. And on that note, goodbye. Good night. Thanks, guys. Bye.